0: Pranakasha live stream. Hey, folks, it's Matt at Pranakasha Productions. And today I, I'm talking with fellow YouTuber Maria of TNTELLY with Maria. So, how's it going over there?
1: It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Thank
0: you. Uh, it's great. So we hardly know each other at all. We just kind of <laughs> tweeted a few things back and forth and DM'd each other. So we're like just meeting right now. Getting
1: to know each other. Yeah. I did watched that. you one what other. What's that? I did that
0: backdrop. It's like oh, I can't tell what I, it is, but it's it's some
1: some it's glowing my, stuff. It's my bookshelf. And I kind of like to make it look like a little library. And it's, well, it's got a collection of a few things, but my um, my books that are collectibles and some of my Zen stuff and just, oh, cool. uh, yeah, so it looks like a nice little comfortable library.
0: <laughs> it looks like it's got some Christmas lights there. <laughs> is that an all-around, year-round thing, or is it just kind of a holdover from
1: yeah no, i, I kind of like to i get the lights during christmas so that i can keep them up like i like solid colors but um i don't know the the different colors kind of made certain things stand out but yeah i kind of like to have it all year round because it's relaxing
2: yes. um
1: i don't like bright lights i like nice and calm and the little lights give it a little bit of a relaxing
2: feeling so that's cool Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, many years ago, um, I spent some time in an ashram in India. It's about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. It was, um, And I flew into Mumbai, which is this giant city. And then I um, took a cab about an hour drive from there out to this village where the ashram was. And um, it was nighttime. So everybody in Mumbai had all these what here in the west we would call christmas lights right right, right. but there are there i guess you would call them diwali lights or something like that but yeah. so i asked some people about it, and then they're like yeah everybody just keeps them all year round and yeah just likes if yeah. they just like them you know
1: yeah it is relaxing and yeah. uh, i don't know kind of gives it a nice um feel to it and because you know life is stressful enough as it is so that's true <laughs> it's nice to make your home very comfortable and very zen like so
0: yeah yeah the closest thing i have to that and right in here is of course the lava lamp <laughs> which unfortunately i forgot to turn it on it takes about an hour to get itself going
2: oh wow so
0: it's only been on for about a half hour but eventually we'll start to see some stuff happen in there and the then this lamps. this lamp I like to do this thing. <laughs> Keep the things going.
2: It looks
1: like a yeah. motor lamp.
0: Yeah. It's I got it at Value Village. Oh. It was, it's just it was really cool looking.
1: It does. So I, I decided is.
0: I had to have that.
1: Is that a rosin? Is that a bow? I mean.
0: Oh yeah. So this is okay. This is a cello bow. Cello bow. Oh my god. And gosh. this goes to the cello, which is right back here. It's oh hard my to gosh. see.
2: Yeah. Um that's awesome. And
0: yeah. I I grew up playing violin. And then um, several years ago, I started playing cello. At that, but only about a year or so ago, I started taking lessons and
2: right.
0: all that. But, I have to yeah. tell
1: you, I you know you inspired me there to want to do it. I've always wanted to play the cello. Um, I started up playing violin myself. Oh, really? Can I tell you a little secret? Um <laughs> I started out playing violin when I was about uh, in the fourth grade. Okay. And um, I, I, a lot of people that know T and Tally is my, you know, that I'm dyslexic. And okay. um, so I really wanted to play because I love singing and music is a huge part of my life. And so I started out playing violin, but what, I didn't realize what's going to be complicated was reading notes, right? Um, as the pages are in front of me, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Well, I, deve- I had this gift that I didn't realize, but I could play by ear. Great. I went the entire time of my um, violin career um, playing by ear. The instructor, the composer did not even know he didn't realize it. It wasn't until we did a concert and um, and I'm sorry, there's some noise, like a humming. So I apologize for that. They're, they're doing some construction and my cat, oh, they're making noise. But anyway, so um, it wasn't until we had this concert and he was watching me and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Is he like gonna get mad at me for something? It wasn't until later and he says, hey, I realized that Um, you weren't turning your pages the entire time. He says, "Um, why is that? I said, and I finally told him, I said, because I don't know how to get these notes together. I can't read them, so I play by ear. He said, but you did a solo and got ones and a blue ribbon and you, you did that without reading a note. I said, yes. And the way I got away with that was like, he gives me the song. He says, this is a song you're going to do um, at the, at the contest. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to tell him now? I said, can you play it for me once so I can hear it? Really? He says, sure. So he plays it and I'm, mm-hmm. and I did it. I don't know how, but I remembered the whole thing. After hearing it, it once. Wow. Yeah. After hearing it once. And then I got a blue ribbon for it because I did it really well. Um, and then I could have kept going, but I thought I can't fake my way through the rest of it. So I kind of gave it up, but I really wanted to play the cello. Wow. Yeah. Um,
0: have you ever heard of the Suzuki method? Ever heard of that?
1: I have actually. And just recently. So I don't know yeah. a lot about it, but I have heard of it.
0: it the whole premise behind that method is that all the kids learn all their songs by ear.
2: Mm.
0: And it isn't till many years into it that they start to learn how to read. Yeah. The idea was, the main idea was that Dr. Suzuki was this um, guy in Japan and his whole thing was um, that children learn their, their native tongue just by imitating what their parents do, they just learn it all by heart, mm-hmm. and they you don't learn how to write, read, and write until many years later. And he said, "If kids can do that with their own language, then why can't they do that with music?" Mm-hmm. So that was his whole thing.
1: Well, that's a good man. Yeah, um, and that's true because that's that's uh, well, I speak Spanish, and that's the way. Oh, great. I hey, bueno. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't oh. um, learn how to read and. Until much later. I mean, okay. I just mimicked, like you said, mimicked our parents. So, um, so yeah. But we, in the house, we spoke a lot of Spanglish. So, you know, some people will come over. You forget that you're speaking Spanglish. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hablas español también?
0: So, ¿eres María?
1: Yes, María.
0: See. maria, <laughs> <Que buena> maria. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sí. Hablo un poquito español.
2: Un poquito. Sí.
0: Mm, so uh, we move it, in See, it, it's si, cosa. Uh, uh, no in escuela. Yeah. See. Si. I, I, I learned from watching Univision. Univision? Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: the best place to learn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only problem is, is that I I learned what I discovered is if I learn like sentences, mm-hmm. just memorize a whole sentence, that that worked way better and then I would mm-hmm. just build up this kind of list of things I could just fire off. Yeah. But the only problem was, uh, since I was watching Univision and the novellas, my sentences were like, oh, mi amor, no <laughs> right. puedo vivir sin ti. Did you start getting angry
1: like they do? They do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So I was like, no, uh, you don't do that? They're going to make people scared of us Latinas because they're going to mm, think we're all like that. Because they're so... You got so much
0: everything. fuego in, in, in <laughs> the corazon,
1: right? Into alma, in alma.
0: <laughs> okay, so yeah, that well, that's neat.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Um. Now there was some something came by. Oh yeah. So anyhow, um. But my mom taught Suzuki, mm-hmm. so I pretty much grew up with the Suzuki method. Wow. like I don't remember any time when I didn't play violin because my mom had students coming in the house all the time and she always played and and we actually even got to take lessons from Dr. Suzuki himself in Japan.
1: Nice. Oh, that would have been an honor. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cuz she was a she was a certified Suzuki teacher, so he invited her to go to Japan to do some training and we stayed there for like 3 weeks and while we are there my sister and I took lessons from Dr. Suzuki mm. number one guy every single day for three weeks. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's
1: excellent. Yeah. It was really oh cool. Gosh.
0: Yeah. He was also very much into Zen too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like um, he, he especially, well, of course he did meditation, but he also loved to do those watercolors
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the calligraphy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been learning from not my Zen teachers. Not my Zen teacher, but my Zen teacher's teacher. So Roshi before okay. my Roshi. And so he was teaching me that as well. And nice. I really like that as well. But um, yes, that's, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, I am a Zen priest. So,
0: <laughs> Right. I remember when one of our uh, Twitter conversations, we got into that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, I actually, I knew that. So I actually prepared myself quite a bit for this oh. <laughs> more than usual. Um, but like, for example, I brought this. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a, I like it's that. not Zen. It's Tibetan oh. Buddhism.
1: Yes. Tibetan Buddhism. It's a
0: tanka, mm-hmm. but on the, over the top, it says pranakasha. Okay. And that's, this is a CD that I made using a cello.
2: Which oh, is
0: wow. this kind of ohm sound, mm-hmm. and then that that and, and I called the the CD Pranakasha, and then I'm like, well, I got to have a label for this CD if I'm gonna sell it. So I just said, oh, I'll call my label Pranakasha Productions. So I that's wow. how Pranakasha awesome. Productions was born. Really? That's and it excellent. wasn't wasn't until much later it. that it became a YouTube channel. Oh
2: wow!
0: And. uh but this, as you, I don't, you probably have seen these things. So this, you oh, can yeah. see like this guy, it was a little bit of mm-hmm. reflection, but
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually yes. that picture in reality is about that big.
1: Is it? Oh my it's gosh! one of
0: those tankas where like the, the yeah. person like does it with one hair, Yes, the Buddhist monk. And from some, I don't know how they do it. They just get the most detail and expression out of that one tiny little hair. I know, it's amazing. Um, in it, it.
1: it kind of reminds me of the people with the talent that actually, um, create an entire portrait using sand oh, and, yeah. and it only take, like, it's only there for a little while and then it's gone. It's like, then you wipe it's it all so, away. yeah, it's so detailed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, I've seen those too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's insane. But that's awesome. I'm going to have to hear that because, um, you know, I do a lot of meditation and I don't normally meditate with anything on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like there's no music or anything, obviously, during meditation. It's just
2: right. you.
1: <laughs> but there's your
0: heartbeat and your breathing. Yes, your breathing. And all your and thoughts. Your
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and, but I do like to... To sit sometimes and just have that the om because that om is definitely um, another form of meditation. So
0: and om they talk about omens in Zen Buddhism mm-hmm. too, right?
2: Because
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that um, like in in Hinduism and yoga they have they call om the unstruck sound. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. called that name mm-hmm. or the Anahata Nada is the Sanskrit for it.
2: Yeah. And
0: so it, it's like the sound that isn't, doesn't have a physical origin to it is kind of what that means, I guess. Um, but interestingly enough, um, when I really started getting comfortable with this, the space which I, which I like to just call the silence, um, And really started um, getting to the point where um, I could almost at will go there, you know, Mm -hmm. without, usually for most meditators, like it's, a lot of your meditation is like a struggle because like you have these little fleeting moments where you're like, oh, that's it, right? I want that. But the moment you grab for it, then of course it's gone right Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and um but then um um there came a point for me at least where um actually it took quite a bit of therapy to get there to tell the truth yeah um years of after doing meditation for decades i still it turns out i just had just some really basic psychological trials emotional childhood stuff that i never truly addressed that like there's just plain old therapy yeah. which for me was just basically talking and having my therapist listen yeah was what was the thing that i really needed anyways mm-hmm. um after going through all that then suddenly like all the angst and pain that was in my heart just kind of went whoosh mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, "Whoa, now that that's not there, what is there is this silence and peace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um but get this so and then, of course, um what I also recently have discovered like within the past year or so is that there's peace and there's love and there's happiness in this that come, that arises from the silence, right? But also there is this feeling, it's not even a sound, it's like a feeling of which I would say is om.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of a, mm. mm-hmm. it's not a sound, it's like a feeling of it's the sound.
1: Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And um, I struggled with the meditation part at first, too, because before I started learning, you know, you read a lot of books and you try to learn, but everybody has different ideas, different opinions, and I didn't really know which way to go. And the first thing they always teach you is clear your mind, clear your mind. You're like, yeah, right. Wait a minute, you can't clear (laughs) your mind. If you try to clear your mind, you'd be dead because your brain is always working. Right. So until I learned from the teacher that, you know what, you cannot clear your mind, but what you do is you let those, as soon as you get a, 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 a thought, of something, whether it's a memory or whatever, or, oh my gosh, tomorrow I have to, um, you acknowledge it mm-hmm. and you let it pass right. so that that way everything else can come through. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people mistake the fact that, that they think meditation is going to take away their problems. And as you well know, that's it not magnifies the case. them. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right um there are times uh in meditation where i could come up and i would and i feel anger
2: mm-hmm.
1: anger and there's another time meditation where i come up and i'm crying yeah and so different feelings come up because you're sitting there with yourself mm-hmm. for a while and and the more you do it the more you're realizing um yourself and so i um, A lot of different feelings come up and it makes it uncomfortable for some, but you just have to get through it and get past it. And um, you're those things that happen to you, because like you, I had um, quite the childhood and stuff. And um, even up into further years, I've gone through quite a bit. Um, And so... Yeah, I get those feelings once in a while come up and they're still there. But like you said, you find a way to to acknowledge them, Mm -hmm. but realize that there's nothing you can do about it. It's the past. You can't change it. There's nothing you can do about the future because it hasn't happened yet. So you have to live for right now in the moment right now i'm alive i'm i'm good (laughs) so um it makes it easier to think about how to deal with those when they come up right so yeah
0: yeah um i don't know if you're aware have you ever um read any of the books by teal swan or seen any of her videos you ever heard of her
1: not yet no
0: She's mm-hmm. another, um, she's pretty controversial because she does a lot of things that gurus aren't supposed to do. <laughs> like she likes to wear pretty dresses and she likes to put on makeup. <laughs> and she likes models and things like that. Yeah. So you're not allowed to do that if you're a guru, supposedly. Oh,
2: so <laughs> yes, well.
0: But she has quite a story to tell. Mm-hmm. But she was, when she was a kid, she had a super abusive childhood Mm -hmm. and um so because of that um she's not afraid to be rough around their edges and she'll just say really and but thing about it is she never tries to be all nicey nice she'll just stay stuff like it is she doesn't care if she ticks people off or not so i really like that aspect of her yeah and um she's also very into her whole deal is she's really into um inner child type of work healing where you you go back and you you meet your your child self you do all these different type of guided meditation types of things and you mm-hmm. basically basically what you do is you do like a therapy session on that on the child and you heal all the wounds that that child endured you know i find it super effective
1: that would yeah. be so difficult to visit But sometimes I sit there and wonder, like, I haven't gone to a therapist, and is that a bad thing or a good thing? Or I mean, I I don't do drugs. I don't like. I don't like use alcohol to cover things up. I don't. You know, I'm still very trusting and giving, and all this other stuff. And people are like, "How can you? How can?" Can you function knowing the, the things
0: that have happened to you?
1: And in mm-hmm. the past, I'm like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I went, like I said, I went for years, decades, thinking that that Western therapy doesn't work and they don't know anything about they don't know anything about spirituality. They don't know anything about this. So, you know, and the spiritual energy that I have, the meditation and all these things is, is all I need. To heal myself, I don't need to do that stupid mm-hmm. therapy. That's for like Hollywood movie stars and stuff. <laughs> Anyways, I was with money. <laughs> of course, I didn't really know what it was. I yeah. thought I knew what it was, but and I thought I knew enough about it that I knew I never needed to do it. But of course, I didn't. Um, and um, but anyhow, I had to find. I had to come to a total's crisis where literally, I really thought because what was happening is I had some buried emotions that mm-hmm. because I was doing meditation, it was bringing them up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, and they were getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I was like, what is this? Where's this coming from?
2: Yeah. But
0: I couldn't, I was so blocked. I couldn't really figure out what they, where they were coming from. I just felt the raw feelings yeah. pretty yeah. soon. I got to the point where I couldn't even sleep at night. I would be like waking up at I go to bed at like nine o'clock and wake up at 11 and be up. And then I'd be stuck all night long, half asleep, freaking out. So I really thought I was going to go nuts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Plus my dad was bipolar and my sister was bipolar. And so I was like, you know what? I'm bipolar, just like them. I'm going I'm flipping out just like the rest of my family. And I thought, so for a while I thought, you know, I used to be able to control this when I did my meditation, my meditation would make this go away. But now, when I do meditation, it makes it worse. So I was like, you know what? Forget about meditation, hell with it. I'll just stop doing it, I'll just be a normal person. I'll never do meditation ever again. Well, that worked for a while. Then it started happening again and plus, and then anyhow. And for years, my mom had been telling me, you should go do therapy, you should do therapy. Which at the same time, she's like, you should eat meat. You need to eat meat. You should eat fish once a week. You can't be vegetarian all the time. <laughs> so finally, I was like, you know what? I've tried everything else. I'm about to go completely flip out. I'm going to end up in a psych ward at mm-hmm. any moment. So why don't I just try therapy and see what happens? Mm-hmm. My first session was like, well, hmm, I actually feel a lot better. <laughs> and all it really was, at least for now, I still do therapy now just because I kind of like it now. It's mm-hmm. fun. Plus, I do, it's more of a uh, relationship thing now. So it mm-hmm. helps me and my wife in our marriage if we both go to a therapist.
2: Yeah.
0: Not the same therapist, but right. they do talk to each other. We we signed a form that allows our therapists to talk amongst okay. themselves really? about me and my wife. So that helps. <laughs> but, anyways. Um, so. Back then, the thing that was that all I need all I did was literally I would just show up and just start talking, talk about my day, just talk. And somehow the just the physical act of talking it through has a very healing effect. Mm-hmm. If you're talking it through physically, pronouncing it and demonstrating it to another person, gets you out of your head yeah. and Gets you. It's kind of like in Catholicism where you have to do where you do confession.
2: Confession.
0: Yeah. Except for confession, you only get to do a couple minutes, right?
1: (laughs) You're like, how can I squeeze it all in in two minutes? I don't. Yeah.
0: Whereas, like with (laughs) therapists, you at least get an hour. Mm -hmm. So you work it all through. But I think it's really the same process. Mm -hmm. Just confessing your quote sins or whatever you want to call it. Still,
1: whatever it is.
0: And then it it has a chance to kind of work itself out. Yeah. Especially if you are doing meditation and things like that, then then once you unclog it a little bit, then the energy and the healing is able to move right in and heal it really fast.
1: Well, I think, you know, obviously you're right about that. I did start seeing or talking to a therapist to ask if I was malfunctioning because I just like... Okay, this is crazy. I, I don't. I, why am I asking this? But do I need to? But I think what 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 helped was that I um, bottled everything inside right. and I buried it deep. Yeah, and I learned methods of survival. Right. So it was it was just um, a self defense mechanism that I used and mm-hmm. but what I didn't realize that if you do that too much, it can, it can still damage you um, just cause it's buried down and you think everything's okay. Right. It does reflect itself later, like in relationships and mm-hmm. things like that, where you have insecurities and you have fears and things like that. But, um, but it, 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 and then, One day you're sitting in a car in a parking lot bawling your eyes out. You don't know why. It's because all those emotions are just like,
2: nope, here
1: you go. Yeah. And so for me to talk to somebody about everything does help.
0: So how did it feel when you actually were bawling in that car? How did it feel?
1: It did feel like a sense of release, but then a lot of emotions came through at the same time and so it was like it's just a flood of emotions
2: mm-hmm.
1: and but it felt good to actually sit there and cry for a whole while and and that's it just just to kind of get it out my body was like oh by the way you can kind of need this
2: <laughs> and yeah.
1: and and so it it, it it does help. And for anybody who thinks that they don't need to release it, it affects your health. It affects yeah. everything. Um, uh, so... I started doing that and allowing myself to feel. And I think it was the practice, um, my Zen practice that taught that it's okay to be angry. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be sad. It's okay Mm -hmm. to be happy and have all these feelings because you're human and that's how we're built. And so you got to do what you got to do. It's what you do with the sadness and the anger that makes the difference. So Mm -hmm. have it, be angry, be upset and... And so I started to be able to do that. And I was like, oh, this is
2: good. This is, this is good. I kind of like this." <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. It's, um, well, like in yoga and the yoga philosophy, they, they do talk about the, the energy. There's a word, a Sanskrit word called Shakti, where mm-hmm. there's, they talk about there's, it's, there's the silence, right? Which is... Mm-hmm. Whatever everything comes from, right? But then out of the silence comes the energy of creation in all its forms. And one of its forms is a kind of energy that works through your body and purifies your body and does all these things. And and it, at some point it does touch your emotions and activate them, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, in your Zen practice, do they talk about anything like that? Anything similar to that? Yeah,
1: um, we do. Uh, my teacher does. Um, I mean, we ch- I check in with you know, we have once a week kind of thing, and he always asks me, "How's your meditation coming? How's your meditation?" And he asks every time. Right. And um, I think he does that because he's waiting for me to to get it to understand the different things that come up with it it's not the same thing every time right and so at first I used to say oh it's great I never understood that he wasn't talking about how are you sitting how long are you sitting and all that other stuff it was more detailed than that and Mm. so then now I'm like well let me tell you let me tell you what happened the last time. Okay. And, um, so now he's like, okay, kiddo, I think you're, you're figuring it out. Um, but there's do you still feel so free
0: many- to, to just sort of free associate with them when you're working with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, because there is that whole, <sighs> Um, I mean, at first it was kind of hard because when you talk with somebody, your mind automatically goes to, oh, this guy's going to fix everything for me. And you kind of look at them as a therapist. But then you realize, like he always had to say, "Is Maria, just to remind you, I'm not a therapist.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) interesting, because I was just going to say that it sounds like basically you're doing a therapy.
1: Yeah, I wonder why he says he's not
0: so, a therapist,
1: because they're not like like um, the point is that you're learning. He he teaches you what like um it, the the traditional things that teachings that came from the buddha himself on how mm-hmm. to meditate and how to do this and why we do what we do right. everything else you have to kind of figure out and it was and it was mainly because it's kind of like one of the teachings that say um for somebody like for you if you've never tasted a watermelon before
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i could describe it It's color, how big it is, the texture, the whole thing. Right. But you're really never going to understand it until you actually have had it yourself. Right. And so um, that's kind of what he is. He's the teacher that tells you and describes everything to you. But you have to figure it on your own. You're going to have to figure out how to reach your own enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you have to experience it yourself. And he can't even explain what enlightenment is like, because for him, it was different. For me, it's going to be different. So, yeah, yeah um, definitely not a therapist. So I can't sit there and tell him all my problems because he's going to be like, no, that's not what I I'm here for. It. <laughs> um, but it's hmm. still helpful anyway, because um, you still learn a lot. You still learn a lot. I read a lot of books on, on the teachings and all that other stuff. And I'm, I'm going to be going into Cohen um, teachings. Oh, fun. Screen.
0: Yeah. and well, that's Tell us what that out. is. I know what a Cohen is, but tell the people <laughs> what a Cohen is.
1: A Cohen is, well, let me describe that. Um, it's kind of like, well, for example, my name, Shinzai, is my priest name. My name, Shinzai, is a Cohen and your teacher gives it to you and you have to figure out why he gave it to you and so it's it's a lesson it's a life's lesson like shinzai means heartwood it means what heart like heartwood it's oh, heart a, like wood. a tree okay the tree right. heartwood and okay. so um, i went to study what a heartwood tree was <laughs> okay and i found it very interesting that heartwood is the center of the tree, the center of the tree that lives the longest and that feeds the rest of the tree. And the tree could die, but the center stays alive and it still can, can feed other trees. It can do all that other stuff um, with that. So um, yeah, the heartwood is the hardest center of the tree and So just when I think that I know why he gave me that name, Mm -hmm. I probably don't know.
0: (laughs) You know, it's interesting. That just reminded me there's, um, there's a Hindu scripture called the um, yoga Vasishta where Lord Rama as a 16 year old is talking to his guru and um, his guru Vasishta and Rama is like the incarnation of the Lord of Vishnu. So basically he's like God as the sustainer of the universe, but he's mm-hmm. 16 years old and he doesn't know that yet. So he has mm-hmm. to talk to his guru to find out who he really is again. But there's in there, they talk, tell all kinds of stories and there, there's several stories in there where they start talking about a wood apple.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And when you <laughs> said heartwood, I thought, Oh, that's like the wood apple in these stories. Um, and they, <laughs> And the wood apple is, is like the center of the universe or the heart of the universe. And it's this mysterious heart space that you want to find.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Same, similar type of a thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: I still kind of, I mean, I know that um, in order to get my, my um, final, certificate from my instructors i'm going to need to tell him what i discovered with that and i'm still learning i'm still trying to understand why he feels that i am a heartwood okay (laughs) um i have ideas but but that's what what Cohen's do, they make mm. you think and they make you think outside the box and to see things in a bigger picture. But mm-hmm.
2: it's
1: it's not it's not complicated, but we make it complicated with right. learning Cohen's.
0: So, <laughs> so, what? of course, I'm not I, I'm not actually a Zen. I've read a few Zen books. So, and I know a little bit about it. And I have a friend who does Zen. He, mm-hmm. his, When he talks about meditation, he just says, well, I just breathe. Yeah. I just breathe. That's all I do.
1: You know what? He <laughs> is absolutely right. And I think that's the other reason why people get um, turned off by it because they think that they're going to come out of it all flowers and lambs and everything's wonderful and whatnot. And then, so when they come to me to learn meditation and I'm like, okay, so how are you breathing? How are you sitting? Are you comfortable? And then they're like, where, does the, where do we get to the good stuff? It's like, but that's what you're doing. Yeah,
0: I want to have visions like they have an right. avatar, you know? Yes. That's, that's the cool part. Have
1: visions. And <laughs> they, yeah, they think they're going to, you know, feel... I want to go no. to the astral
0: plane and talk to, you know, demigods and angels and have right. them show me my past, 20, last thousand past lives and so on.
1: Uh-huh, that's exactly <laughs> it. But what they don't realize, there is... A benefit to that regardless, because what you're doing is living in that moment to realize that, that this this is now this is the moment that you and you when you connect yourself with your breathing, you're bringing back everything kind of together, Right. your mind and your body and your physical sense and stuff too. Um, and so everything kind of works together, not separately. Your mind isn't 10 miles away while your body's here. Right. And so when you do come across an issue, a problem, you're kind of better equipped to be able to deal with it. Right. Um, which is why, you know, my teachers always saying, stop doing multiple things at one time cause it's not supposed, not supposed to do that one thing at a time. And when you do it, you do it well. <laughs> and it's true. So, cause your mind will be in 10 different directions if you're multitasking.
0: Um, I have a counter to that one. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Why is it bad for the mind to do what it's designed to do, which is to think.
1: It's not. <laughs> yeah, though. See, that's a thing, though. In Zen, you learn there's no good, there's no bad. It's not right. that.
0: Ah. Uh, so why should I stop it? Uh, I mean, if the mind, if the whole purpose of the mind is to think all these thousands of thoughts all the time, then why do I need to stop it?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you don't
0: need to.
1: That, and that's, that's the other thing that's confusing to people is... Is that we, you know, I'm you know,
0: messing with you, right?
1: Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. The mind is definitely <laughs> capable of that, mm-hmm. but then you are not putting everything into that. I mean, like when you're cooking, you're obviously going to be doing this and watching your food and doing that, but you're doing one thing you're cooking and you're you being some focus. happy. Yes. Right. With that. Um, so it, but, like you said, it's not that it's a bad thing. We never we never teach people this is good and this is bad. That happens in other kind of religions where they tell you that's bad. you can't do that or this or that. Um, so and and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I see exactly what you're saying. there would be an a good argument point for that, but <laughs> um, but it does help to kind of stay focused on certain things. And I'm definitely guilty of not following that. Don't multitask.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Well, okay. So I'm going to throw in a technical term. So, and I think this term is actually used in, may also be used in Zen too. There's this Sanskrit term called Nirvakalpa samadhi.
2: Mm-hmm. heard of that?
0: I think I've heard of that one. It means, what it means is well, samadhi, means sameness. Mm -hmm. Everything's the same. And Nirvikalpa means without waves or without modification. So like in yoga philosophy, they say that the greatest level of meditation is when you achieve Nirvikalpa Samadhi, Mm -hmm. meaning that your mind is literally empty of thoughts, right? Well, in my opinion, what's the point? Because if you, it's impossible to be a human being and to do anything and function on the earth and also at the same time be in the state of nirvakalpa samadhi. It's impossible. Yeah. The only way you can be in nirvakalpa samadhi is if you go sit in a cave, your heart stops beating and you Mm -hmm. stop breathing, and then literally you're, you're, you might as well not even be alive. Exactly. Okay. But you did achieve the ultimate enlightenment. Okay. But what good is it? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. my point is this that you can develop a relationship with the silence
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you can you can be intimately connected to it. In fact, to tell you the truth, everyone already is. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's basically everyone's connect. Everybody is so intimately connected with the silence in the same way that they're intimately connected with the breathing and the heartbeat, Mm -hmm. because it's really from what everything emerges from that place. And -hmm. then in the human body, it's literally the space in which your thoughts live. Mm
2: -hmm. So
0: whether or not your mind has thoughts or not, has no effect whatsoever on the silence.
1: Right. No, you're absolutely right on that one. Because um was I going to say that in in enlightenment in like for me to reach enlightenment, enlightenment for me is not, oh, I can sit here without zero thoughts. What Mm -hmm. it means is that you have realized that the world is pretty much perfect the way it is. Hmm. The things that happen around us.
0: Not pretty um, much. It is, yeah, actually it is. the world it, is.
1: It is perfect. It is it as is. it is, right? And yeah, <laughs> and, and it's, and, it's the, and I'm not gonna say the good, bad, cause again, there's no good, but it's right. kind of like you can be sitting there watching this beautiful bird and it's eating and it's just singing away and it's so beautiful Man. and then a hawk comes in and takes it and 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 you're like oh my gosh that's that's horrible. that's horrible but then that hawk needed to eat so the hawk got to have its meal even though this little birdie's gone now and so you have to appreciate everything the way it is um and so yeah the uh, the world is Perfect the way it is. And some right. people are like, what are you talking about? Right. If you start
0: talking like that, and you can a lot of people get really pissed.
1: They do, because they well, don't understand that concept. Part of it the part the part of it is, is that
0: um what what we're trying to allude to when we say that
2: mm-hmm.
0: is um on one hand, everything's perfect, right? Because everything comes from the silence, and we live in this amazing universe. That seems to have no end to it. And, and Mm -hmm. however you look at it, it always has some amazing aspect to it. Right. Okay. On the other hand, there's a lot of times being a person on the earth is a real pain in the ass.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: So there's two things we got both.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, so on one hand, you have this connection to the silence where everything's great. Mm hmm. On the other hand, you're still a person. Like so, like if a bee stings you, it's going to hurt. Or if a Mm -hmm. mosquito bites you, it's going to itch. Or Mm -hmm. you know, if you get COVID, you're going to cough. You might even die. You know, all these things. So it's kind of like, as a human being, even when you're quote enlightened, whatever that is, (laughs) you you still have both things happening, right? Mm And you yep. still have thoughts in your mind. Like, I, I, again, like if I come across a person that I would consider enlightened or whatever, back in the day, I used to think, well, they don't have any thoughts in their mind and they can read my mind. And, you know, they know everything every at all times and they're like omniscient and all this stuff. Because that's what my fantasy of what enlightenment was. Right, right. I had no idea what it really is. But now at least based on my own experience, what it really all, what it really is is you just become, you develop a relationship with the silence and then you enjoy being a human being.
2: Yeah. So, and all that,
0: all that it entails, mm-hmm. like why would an enlightened person, like if I'm enlightened, am I still going to wear glasses someday? If I'm in, when I'm, a, I think I will actually.
1: You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like yeah. my teacher says, you live and then you die. The end. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: well, know? I mean, not exactly, you know
1: Well, I mean, know what I mean. But depending
0: it's... on if you believe in reincarnation or not.
1: <laughs> right. However, well, I mean,
0: there's so many ways. I mean, again, what happens in my show is we start getting into it and then it's like it never ends. Okay. Right. We start peeling, peeling back the onion. Yeah. So on one hand, I'm pretty convinced there is this thing called reincarnation so in fact i've even done some past life therapy and gone back and looked at old past lives and stuff and all that um but also i also know that on one hand yeah we've led all these past lives right and we have the memory of them in mostly kind of an emotional memory of them and yet that's all an illusion. And then, and you could even say, that's all a bunch of bullshit because that's what's really important. Like you said, is what's going on right now. Right.
1: Yeah. I used to, my actually, very
0: next breath. That's the most important thing.
1: Absolutely. And <laughs> funny, you were talking about lives. I, I often wondered about that myself because before I went into teaching, you know, or learning and everything, um, I used to have this reoccurring dream all the time, mm-hmm. and I remember I, um, I was I was married to this this German before my ex husband, oh. and um, and he was really really big on history. Okay, and I love history, but I'm not as detailed as he is, and he is very detailed. So anyway, so I'm telling him, I said. You know, because I would wake up screaming in German. And I Did, mean, Do I you learned, speak German? You know, I, okay. I spoke. I learned German for four years, but it wasn't okay. like that. It was perfect German, like really okay. good German. And I would wake up like, oh, you know, oh my God. And then like terrified and stuff. And I couldn't figure out why. Well, my dreams were always... I told him one time, I said, okay, let me tell you. I dreamt that I was a uh, wearing... This outfit and and it, and I had this hat and it had this pointy thing on it and I had this gun and it had a little sword on it you know because I'm not that great history and I said it had a sword on it and stuff like that and. And I remember that I was walking over a pile of, of, of dead bodies and I could smell it and I could feel it and I could smell the gunpowder and everything. And I was hiding behind this thing and I'm describing this thing to him. And I said, and then the big guy who I guess is the boss guy, because <laughs> I'm such an idiot, he comes. I said, he came around and he's screaming at me and he's calling me a coward because I hid through the whole, you know, through the whole fighting. And I told him, I don't want to kill anybody. I can't kill anybody. Why am I here? And, you know, but we're speaking in German Mm -hmm. and, and he's sitting there with his mouth open going, Oh my gosh. So he pulls up and he said, and he pulls up the information he said, does it look like this? And I'm like, yeah, like that yes oh my gosh okay so he's you know I'm describing this stuff that I've never seen before whatever and um but I but I would constantly have other dreams about me um but I was a man and mm-hmm. and I, and then I, I told him about the you know that I was in love with the enemy um this woman from the enemy side and we would meet secretly and and um and then one day she's gone at our meeting place she's gone well they found out and and then some they took her and So, so, I mean, they were very detailed, like I could feel everything, I could smell everything. And and my dreams are kind of bizarre anyway, because I see in color, which I didn't know most people didn't, they dream black and white. But um, the senses were real. So when I would get stabbed or shot, I felt it. I knew what it was like. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I would constantly have these dreams where I was a German soldier. (laughs) And I couldn't understand why. And I thought, why would I? have these dreams like this it's just kind of if and i would be watching a movie from that time and i would sit there and start bawling like i don't want to see it again i and i'm
2: thinking mm-hmm.
1: and wait a minute i've never what am to talk about it i've never been there before but yeah i just that those are the kind of things okay. that always make me don't wonder. watch
0: for saving private brian
1: i've seen it <laughs> trust me i've seen that one that was hard to watch
0: yeah yeah uh yeah well, so that was interesting. So, like, what what does your teacher, like, if you told this to your teacher, what would, how would he react to that?
1: To be honest, I don't know, because I've never talked to him about that before. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm not sure why. I think I've never, I think you're probably the only third person I've ever told. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so besides then, all the rest of the internet besides now, besides <laughs> now the whole internet. But, yeah. I've never really told anybody um, because I just was like, they're going to think I'm nuts or something. But um, well, it's I mean, really
0: it's common for people to have past life experiences and dreams yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah. And if I it's true understand.
0: that we do have past lives then it's pretty normal then. Yeah. Yeah um so well what you so what would you say is your everybody has a talent like what do you think your talent is
1: oh gosh like a physical talent or an emotional just, talent? No, just kidding the first thing that
0: comes to mind
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um well I mean I could say well I love singing I am this talent singing I think though what I've what came to mind right away was that I seem to have a talent to calm people. Okay. Um, and that I can get a perfect stranger to tell me their deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> and they don't know why. And they will always say, I have I no idea why I'm telling you this. You just brought it up. I mean, I could do anything like, hey, how's it going? And then next thing you know, there's other guts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I seem to have the talent to get people to relax and just feel like they don't have to act or do anything but be themselves. With Put on a show. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I can get the angriest person in front of me. And they always say, I can't be angry talking to you. <laughs> Why is that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so
0: What happens when you do that? Do you feel like you absorb some of that anger from them or does mm-hmm. what happens to that anger?
1: Yeah. It, my sister sends me lots of articles about empaths. <laughs>
0: okay. I was going to say.
1: She says, you are a total empath because I can feel people's emotions and they don't have to say anything. I could be next to them and I could be like, oh my gosh, they're so frustrated right now. Please calm down. You're making me feel that way. So I do tend to feel them, but they don't even have to be standing next to me. I could feel people across the way or whatever I'm thinking about them. So I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing, but she keeps sending me stuff on impact. My
0: <laughs> wife is kind of like that. My wife wanted yeah. to be a nurse, but she realized she couldn't handle it because she was too empathic that she just felt people suffering so much yeah. that she said, I won't be able to take this. I wouldn't be able to go to do this every day. Yeah. That's, so,
1: that was me too. Yeah. um, Because, um, I, I I definitely feel somebody's true emotion. If they're really sad, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. I'm crying mm-hmm. with them. If they're really happy, I feel that joy or whatever it is. Ah. Um, the anger, especially. I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I in such a bad mood? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So I, that's why I keep soft lights. That's why mm-hmm. I do kind of my own thing. I like to be, I need my alone time. Mm-hmm. Go behind my 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 bedroom and shut, you know, shut the door, right. leave me alone for a while. I have to be away from people for a while. Right. If I'm in a store and there's a ton of people, I'm just like
0: Yeah. My previous wife couldn't stand going to a library because she would pick up on all the people's emotions in the library, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um so let me so you're so you must have a lot of water in your in your chart then astrologically like pisces and cancer and things like that you must have that in your chart
1: i'm not sure about that part i'm all i know is i'm a virgo
0: (laughs) but that's your sun sign but there's a whole bunch more to it than that i'd like
1: to know though but all i know is i'm on the 22nd which is the first day of autumn that's all i know is that Mm -hmm. i'm like last day of the virgo (laughs) um it's possible that i have or i don't know you'll have to tell there's me. a
0: lot of water and you. you can just tell by looking yeah. at you and the way you talk and stuff so um but only, i only know this because i have a friend who's a really good astrologer mm. he's taught me a lot over the years but so like curious. um <laughs> so yeah so yeah. were you always yeah. this peaceful or when you were a child were you peaceful or were you more flamboyant
2: You know, (laughs) it's
1: funny you should mention, I I was telling my teacher when he was teaching me how to meditate, and I said, oh, my gosh, I was meditating before I even knew what meditation was. Um, (laughs) I was actually pretty peaceful as a kid as well, Mm -hmm. Um, besides the fact that I would always pretend to be a superhero. (laughs) Okay um
2: what do you know was, you're
1: a
0: kid you're daydreaming i know daydreaming <laughs> I about star trek
1: <laughs> yeah i, I was I always am. bionic woman or wonder woman
0: yeah. oh cool
1: yeah um at isis and um don't
0: tell anybody that one okay hold on isis so you can, i don't know if you can see this but that's like oh wait
1: hang on Need my glasses one second
0: I can put it up there
1: oh, no way, yeah, yeah have raw, Ra.
0: yeah, and then next to it is the planetary society
1: oh yeah, I just
0: yes. yeah the, just today,
1: You're but nice. I'm
0: sorry, I distracted you, but um I don't know. yeah, I, so
1: I was a pretty peaceful tone I think, as I spent some time on my own um should I say on purpose? or not I don't know anyway so I did spend a lot of time on my own and I found ways to get past that by just sitting there get past what Mm. okay for example like if um my mom said go to your room okay and um she would turn out the light (laughs) and I was always scared of the dark okay okay so if I was in my room in the dark, what I would do is sit there and close my eyes and say, with my eyes closed, it's completely dark. So I would imagine that I really wasn't in a dark room. It's just because my eyes are closed. Okay. So I would just sit there and breathe and breathe through it and breathe through it. So I would just sit there and breathe, and breathe, and breathe until it was time. Um for my mom's like okay you can come out now your punishment's over <laughs> i'm like what did i do again <laughs> just kidding <laughs> never mind so um i spent a lot of time doing that but i was always i was actually always um a peaceful one i wasn't really routing i think it's because my parents grew up really religious it was very religious yeah, catholic right no oh not no, not Catholic. You'd think oh. so. Actually, my dad was Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. Okay. So um, I do have a, a godmother and a godfather, um, but but then my mom was of a different religion, and then so he kind of came over okay. to that like, kind kind of more like um, what do they call them? Is it Baptist or something? I can't remember. But anyway, it, like a um. Almost like an eventual.
0: Charismatic.
1: Yeah. Like like Pentecostal or something like that. Yeah, like Pentecostal or something. So I kind of grew up Mm -hmm, like Baptist. Um, And so I grew up in in that religion quite a bit. And so, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I was voted most likely to become a religious leader.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: in high school, because I was so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, so,
0: that's a whole other subject,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no kidding
0: what Christianity uh, is and what it should be,
1: yeah. That was tough. <laughs> um, and so, needless to say, my mom is still trying to tell me that my um, studying Buddhism is the
0: Satanist. That is the biggest pile of bullshit. You know, I'm, like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have quite a, I mean, I've, I literally go out to lunch with the pastor of the church two two blocks away from my house. Every Tuesday mm-hmm. we go out to lunch and, um, we have some pretty frank discussions <laughs> and we're reading the Bible too. We're studying the book of John and, um, I know enough about the Bible, mm-hmm. um, to realize that the real Christianity is what Jesus taught
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what's in the gospels, mm-hmm. but that's it. Forget about Paul.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately, most of Christianity in its outer form seems to be all about what Paul dreamed up
2: mm-hmm.
0: and people forget they they did, they kind of brush over the fact that before he became Paul, he was like a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. He, he, he threw people in jail. He murdered them and all this stuff. And why? Because they didn't believe the same religion he did. Mm-hmm. And now we're worshiping him like he's like almost as good as Jesus.
1: Yeah. No. I, yeah. And that's you're right. That's the main problem. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's kind of it, though, is that people tend to forget um that who the real teacher was.
0: Yeah. And the thing is if you go and you if you read the gospels This is my whole thing. This is in a nutshell, according to Matt Weiss, this is what the real Christianity is. Matthew 22:36 where somebody comes up to Jesus and he says, "Rabbi, what is the most important commandment?" And Jesus says, the most, com- most important commandment is to love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then he says, the second most commandment is to love your neighbor as th- yourself. yourself. And then he says, these are the two most important commandments. All the prophets, all the scriptures, everything else hang upon these. Done. That's what yeah. Christianity is supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> confuses me when somebody says, "I am Christian," but then they they hate this and hate that, and God wouldn't like this, God wouldn't like that. But but he's you he supposed to get along, people. Yeah. Supposed to like each other. Well, there's a lot.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you really dig into that, those few lines, there's mm-hmm. a lot to it. Because okay, yeah. how are you supposed to love God with all your heart and all your mind? Well, first off, you got to figure out who God is Mm
2: -hmm.
0: well that's a pretty long process Mm -hmm. right there and then so I mean if you can truly achieve these two commandments and then basically you find God everywhere and then be sure to notice that God is also in your fellow human being Mm
1: -hmm.
0: well I mean that's like enlightenment Mm -hmm. so that's what Christianity is supposed to be yeah According to Jesus himself, that's what Christianity is supposed to be. Mm
1: Yep. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All the rest of
0: it is bullshit, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Or at least Jesus doesn't say, he says all the
0: rest is pretty much doesn't matter if you don't have these two things. Mm -hmm. But I say it a little bit more. I say all the rest, if you don't have these two things, you don't have love for God, you don't have love for your fellow neighbor, all you've got is a bunch of bullshit. It's Mm -hmm. just crap. It's useless. It's like you've got... You know, like Jesus said, these two commandments are like the Christmas tree, and everything else is like the ornaments on the tree. Mm -hmm. Well, if you take away the tree, the ornaments fall to the ground and break, and they're useless. Exactly. That's true. You got
1: to
2: have...
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Anyway, uh, so that... So I... I go there because like there's so many, you know, how people get so hung up on all the cultish aspects of Christianity yeah.
2: mm-hmm. and how
0: you're supposed to be and how women are supposed to, how wives are supposed to behave. Nowadays, right. it's not nearly as bad as it used to be, but it used to be that wives had to be this, this, this. Right. Why? Because the apostle Paul said so. <laughs> Mr. Mass murderer, <laughs> shithead himself
2: yeah. said
0: that. And everybody yeah. bought it hook, line and sinker. I know. All that is crap.
1: It's it's, just, I'm,
0: it's I'm at the just point in my life where like, you know what, I'm just gonna straight up say it. Yeah. Just, I'll just look people, I'll look Christians in the face who think they know what they're talking about, and I'll say, yeah. you know what, that's yeah. all fucking bullshit. Yeah, you know,
1: and, and that's I not even what Jesus of,
0: wants you to be wants know, you to do. And I
1: think a lot of times too is that people forget, like some people take the book of Revelation as as literal. It yeah. is a literal book. Like this is literally going to happen. And you're like, but
0: but but the revelations it, is like a total drug trip.
2: Well, it's yeah, prophecy.
0: I mean, it's just like any of the other prophecy in the Bible. It's all. It's basically dream sequences and all this vague imagery. And how you know what is it? It's it's a mind free associating as what it is. Uh
1: huh. And then yeah, but the yeah definitely wasn't um, to yeah be taken literal. But I don't know yeah.
0: And, um, well that's a huge other topic but we're going to run. I got to I have to end in 20 minutes cuz I got to go get my hair cut.
1: No, that's necesito, okay. necesito
0: veces... <laughs> cortarme mi pelo, mi okay.
1: Está bien porque tengo okay. un poquito de hambre. Tengo que hacer el, el uh, just so kind of get to dinner. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, lo siento. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah, no, right. It's time. What time is it for you?
0: Well, soy en Seattle, so it's la misma yeah. tiempo.
1: Did oh, I say that right? Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. How yeah. would I say it's the same time? El mismo tiempo? El mismo tiempo.
1: El
0: mismo tiempo. Sí. Ya yeah, son las ocho. Sí, las ocho. Si, las ocho. Anyway, so, so I mean, so I'm a bit like you. And I if I get into the right space, I don't know if you noticed, but that's one of the reasons why I've been pretty successful doing interviews is that people pretty quickly start pouring their heart out to me, too. <laughs> yes. Of course, I sort of probe a little and kind of prod and get them there. But then after that, I sit back and it's all about, it's that and then, but it's just creating a sense of trust too. Yeah, Also a sense of listening, a space of listening.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the important thing too, but um, because even like when I do my show, people are first they're like, oh my God, they're nervous wreck and they get all scared. And then when I bring them on right away, they feel calm and they always tell me oh my God, that was like the coolest thing. I felt really relaxed. Great. I want to come back. And I'm like, great, you know, because okay. they said it was fun. You made it relaxing. You made me feel comfortable and I wasn't scared. And that's how I like people to feel. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, I think that to me is, I like that talent, so to say.
0: So you're kind of like a healer then.
1: That's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah. So
0: you're an empath and a healer. Mm-hmm. That's what I've and been then, told as a healer. And then are you able to, I mean, like, do you feel overwhelmed if you work with too many people? Mm. So that's why you need a lot of time yeah, alone. Yeah,
1: that's why I need my time. Yeah. Um, to To just kind of whew, yeah. let it go. And yeah. sometimes half an hour will be fine. Sometimes I just need a while. Right. And it just depends. Um, so that's one thing I do like about my job, which I don't ever tell people who are where I work, but um, um, I like that. I do work from home and I like mm. that. I don't have to communicate with any, I can go a whole day without talking to one person mm. doing my job. And that's, mm. That's nice. It's just my brain and me, and I'm good to go. Um, Because before, whenever I had jobs where I had to interact with people on a constant basis, I was good at it, and I could communicate well, and I I liked being able to help people. Right. But I was so drained.
0: What kind of job was it?
1: Well, I had various jobs. I worked with the mayor's office. um, And so... I did a lot of um, different jobs with the mayor's office, Mm -hmm. and um, worked with the, um, gosh, the assessor's office and the, and the you know the city councils and just everything. A lot of government
0: stuff. Yeah, a lot of
1: government stuff.
0: I'm an IT guy for King County.
1: Are you? Nice. Which is
0: a government job, so I work with government people all day long. Yeah. I know what it's like.
1: And I used to be, yeah. um, I used to be an investigator. Oh, um, whoa. Yeah. I've had my background in criminal justice, so.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you find yourself in that? If you're so empathic, how did you end up in that cesspool? Um, just to put it
2: directly. Because, yeah.
1: Well, you know what? It surprises me too. And I think mainly because I was motivated uh, being a person who was a victim of crime. Okay. Um, and.
0: Domestic crime. Not
1: being able to solve or to find closure in the things that had happened Mm -hmm. um, motivated me to be like, I cannot let this happen to people. Mm -hmm. So it was part of me who wanted to bring peace to those who had gone through that.
2: And And to yourself.
1: Motivated me. Yeah, I'm yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my way of giving back and everything. And then when I got into criminal justice, I I actually liked it because my instructors were real cops, were real um investigators. They were, it wasn't just some teacher who knew about it, they were real.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: all that real experience came into play to where. I grew a backbone, so to say, and my instructors were like, you need to have a voice, Maria. And I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but all right. But then after, I while, think I, I just started, heard it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have a tough girl that we don't really see on your show.
2: No, you're right. Can you, can you call
0: so. that up? <laughs> like, you know who I just um, saw? Remember that show Avatar? Remember the girl, the helicopter pilot? She was a Latina. Oh yes,
1: yes, yes. Remember,
0: she was super badass, really tough. Yeah, I kind of yeah. saw a flash of that.
1: Yeah, I actually do have that side of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm very passionate about something, okay, I I will go after. It, and how I, do,
0: how what does it take to get you there?
1: Mainly injustice, I think. Okay. And, um, being pushed against the wall
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um and I think a lot of times when when somebody mistakes your like because I can be kind and because I can be patient they mistake it for um What is that whole thing that they would say? Weakness. Don't mistake it for weakness. Right.
0: Okay. And you probably know this a lot of time, almost more often than not, when you encounter somebody who's really nice and really kind, there's, that's almost like an act. It's like a veneer. Mm -hmm. Beneath that, there's something way different. Yeah. Right. As you know. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell. I can totally tell.
1: Uh, also, I mean, I mean,
0: I've been around like meditation groups for so long. I've seen everybody always tries to be perfect and always tries to be so spiritual. Uh-uh. It's all a fucking act. I am no, like, is, get real right. dudes. I can right. tell I can see right through it. And of course, yeah. what you find out is almost all of them come from like abusive childhoods. Right. And they're yeah. still struggling with
1: to deal with they've got
0: this stuff that I finally had to work out through therapy.
2: Yeah.
0: But they are can't acknowledge it. They're so, wannabe, they so want perfect. to be so perfect. They've had some spiritual experiences that mm-hmm. feel so good and it's so great. Mm-hmm. I want that all the time. Well, I want to stay there. dude, you gotta like just be a normal human like being that. first. Yeah. You can't skip the steps.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some things that people like won't like the the person that people see on Teen Telly is who I really am because good. I can't be anything else. Okay. But they haven't seen that other side of me only because my show is is that kind of show that people go to to get away from from a bunch of stuff. It's a show that I I wanted to have so that people can come and laugh and have a good time and think Mm -hmm. about things and learn things, but not you're not going to find a lot of controversial stuff, but that's why they've never had to see that. Okay. Um, but like, if I go to the grocery store and the person behind the counter and she's rude to me and I've given her absolutely no reason. Yeah. You might see it a little bit and I'll do it in a way though. Okay. That isn't like, I'm going to end up on YouTube going, nah, you know, and somebody's <laughs> filming like this woman, you know, jumped over. This the This is counter
0: the real and, t-, t-, right? t and Kelly. See what she's <laughs> really like. You guys. <laughs> no. It was all an act. It was all fake. Was this all is who, the real her right, right. there. <laughs> no, it's,
1: I inherited the look from my mom. And I, I the, will, did you
0: say the look? The
1: look, yes. So you can the give the evil eye look, that can like yes, burn the somebody to ashes.
2: <laughs> and I will be
1: like, I'm sorry. Um, are you having a bad day today? Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? You know, because I'm, you know, and I won't tolerate the disrespect when I've given you a reason. I'd like you to. Um, to have your manager come over here so that we can have a little discussion. So, yes, there is a part of me who who, ha, who will stop somebody from doing something when I've, you know, if they're going to be. Make- exactly.
0: It, but it's, but the thing is, the but Buddha, if you don't
1: say anything,
2: then nothing happens, continu- right? Yeah, and the thing is, is like, to do that.
0: if there's something that needs to be corrected, mm-hmm. if you're, quote, enlightened, you can damn well correct it
1: exactly and if if
0: that moment is the that. moment where you say you know what you're so fucking full of shit mm-hmm. that if that's the thing to say then that's what you say right who cares exactly. if it's spiritual or not
1: yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah i do get mad i do get angry and i and Uh-oh, i oh
0: f bomb i might have to well i failed because <laughs> i i brought F-bomb this before. this was supposed to get rid of that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I, I, at the moment the f-bond came out i didn't i didn't have time to, to, do dime to do that well. oh
1: yeah it's so funny because people are <laughs> like um when i was going on somebody's show the white um, um one of them says to the others you guys behave because she doesn't cuss or anything like that and i'm laughing i'm thinking oh if they only knew and and uh they didn't want to offend you. Gotta
0: nice. You got to be all, all nice. nice. Like, you got to be all nicey nice. Being spiritual. But you know what's so funny? On one hand, people think being spiritual, being religious is all nicey nice. Mm-hmm. Not at all. The real spirituality is you go through uh, the deepest every, plains of hell.
2: Every
0: and you And you, you get going through the meat grinder so many times mm-hmm. that you finally come out of it and you're like, okay, this is who I am. This yeah. is it. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm telling you. I, I laughed. At, I have to say. You know what? I was in criminal justice major. I hung around cops. I was an investigator. You don't think that I know the foul language, like left and right, left, and left. <laughs> I just, I just never have to use it on my show. <laughs> right. But I've said some things before.
0: <laughs> and remember, we decided early on that there's no good and bad, right?
1: Exactly. So
0: that means that, that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to swear.
1: Exactly. And you are,
0: and this is the funny thing, that as you become more rooted in silence, Mm -hmm. most people do not become more silent. They actually Mm -hmm. become more exuberant and more outrageous Mm -hmm. than they ever were. (laughs) Because they're, basically their personality becomes energized by the silence, which is, again, the power and the source of everything. Yeah. And whatever we used to hold them back is kind of dissolves, and then they're just like you know,
2: if you're, you're this is freer,
1: it, you're freer,
0: yeah, you're free, much freer, and you're much. Yes. Generally speaking, you end up being much more expressive.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. and exuberant.
1: I have learned yeah. to be very
2: expressive. <laughs> it's happened to me.
0: I'm way crazier and way off the wall now than I was a couple of decades ago even though to tell you the truth i'm still really just being the same way i always was Mm -hmm. it's just now i don't hold myself back nearly as much
1: i'm louder than i used to be obviously i'm louder and angrier and happier and sadder and everything than i exactly so i like that
0: yeah i all i see there's still a lot of pain in you Mm -hmm. so there's some more to work on yeah. Absolutely. All it is, is, and really all it is, is acknowledging it and realizing yeah. I'm a human being.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Human beings experience pain. Mm-hmm. But the trick is to not get stuck in it.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: It is what it is.
1: Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You're yeah. right. I, I know I still have a lot to, to yeah. work through.
0: There's a lot of expectation. Like there's a lot of father type of stuff that's like still looming over you as far as I can see. Mm. Is that true? Mm. Father image yeah. is sort of.
1: Yeah. I think I, there's some things I never understood. Like my dad to show affection, he used to pat me on the head and I'm like, I'm not a dog. <laughs> I couldn't understand why he was afraid to hold me okay, hug me and say, I love you you yeah. like right. i couldn't understand that it took a long time now it's different now my dad's like oh my god he hugs me oh great like i love you and great and um and it was um kind of like that too with my mom i the first time i remember hearing her say i love you i was 19.
0: oh wow and
1: so yeah i don't yeah. Why yeah I, I remember she... the first time it was crazy
0: so she was like really I hardcore don't... or something
1: yeah. I don't know. I was, um, yeah, it was really different, but. Was but she now, Latina?
0: Was your mom oh yeah, Latina? Oh yeah.
1: And now it's different too. My mom's like, hi baby. I love ah. you so much. And, and I love the mess out of her. And she's apologized for a lot. I mean, it was okay. a big deal. My mom's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was, just,
2: you know, hmm. and I said, mom, see, I but I thought,
0: I see from what I've gathered from Latin culture, most, Latinos and Latinas are much more heart-centered and loving. It's the
1: strangest thing. We were a close family, Uh, but distant in a way. Like we all kept our own feelings and things inside of us, but yet we were a close family. Like even without them saying it, I knew it. Okay. Even if I didn't hear it, but hearing it is nice.
0: So you were born into that. So that. Ask, that dynamic was already in the family when you were born, it sounds like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So as a child, you just immediately assumed that that's how things are supposed to be.
1: Yeah. And, and and I guess it confused me as to why they were able to do that with my brothers and my sister, but not me.
0: Oh, everyone else got hugs, but you didn't?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's strange.
1: <laughs> I know. Did you ever
0: figure that out?
2: Mm-mm.
1: I don't think so. Um. I don't know that I, ever, uh-huh. I don't know, um, but I was treated differently. Huh? So a lot of times I'm like, "Am I adopted?"
0: <laughs> I was gonna say, "Are you adopted or something?" But <laughs> no, what?
1: No, I look very much like my mama. <laughs> okay.
0: Wow, that's interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Ooh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. But
1: no, it's um. Of
0: course, we have like five minutes left. Dang it! Yeah. This always happens.
1: But, we we talked for like
0: an hour and a half, and you feel like we just scratched the surface. That
1: started, I know it's it is funny, huh. but it was nice environment because it is good to be able to talk um, about other things too. And I think for people to see that what they're getting isn't somebody fake, you know, uh-huh. like I'm not just in front of the camera acting like somebody. What they get is is me. I mean, except for when I do Vampira.
0: you do what
1: when i do my vampira character okay the one that's going to be the comic book
0: kind of like elvira Yeah. yeah well
1: yeah she's actually turning from that aspect over to um since we're doing it into a comic book she's a sorceress and she um she's a superhero so I'm so excited about that one. That's And cool. it's going to be kind of fun because I'll finally live, get to live out my childhood dream <laughs> through color book. And so I'm excited um, to have
0: David. When Beatty. does that come out?
1: Well, hopefully this year. Okay. But um, David Beatty's been very busy. <laughs> so okay. He, um, so he's been um, working on it but slowly, but... I think it comes out this year later on this year oh so i'm very excited about that she just kind of is coming together it's kind of writing itself almost and so it's been a wonderful experience and i'm excited about that but other than vampire though um what people see is what they is what they get yeah funny and light-hearted
0: there's yeah. a lot there. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: We should get, we should do another one of these, either do it on my channel again, or maybe have me on your show or something. Yeah. Cause now you really, now I'm like, Hmm, what else nope. is in there? <laughs> my,
1: I'm i going to be starting a new segment on Tuesdays. And okay. um, I was, I was going to do my first one live with the tea mistress. Um, I'm going to have tea and I'm going to be wearing my kimono. Oh, cool. So it's going to be, kind which of is your Zen back. outfit. No, this is an actual kimono, kimono, not my not Zen my robes. Okay. Um, And it's going to be kind of relaxed. And I'm going to be telling things or whatever. So my first one's going to be her. She actually uh, creates her own teas. Um, so she's going to talk about that process and everything. But it's going to be the Kickstarter to my Tuesdays. And oh, cool. I was going to pre-record those and then just air them on Tuesdays. So you want to go live, we can actually maybe do that and have... A nice tea segment with me to where be we tea and talk about whatever. I'm
0: totally up for it. Yeah. So, yeah. we can, And that continue. would be live, right?
1: It would be live. Well, we could do live, but I, I, it's up to you, to whichever you like. Them. That's we good. can always pre-record them and then okay. that way um I can just air it on Tuesdays since I live stream mostly on Fridays, but okay, Um yeah. um Cause I was going to have tea time to where we just, I talk about whatever. And so maybe we can do a pre-recording of it and then air it on Tuesday. Okay. Do part two. (laughs)
0: Yeah, for sure. See, I even brought my crystals.
1: Mm.
0: See, I'm I'm like, once I start doing therapy, then I'm like, okay, I I might as well try crystals too. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Nice.
0: These are rose quartz.
1: Rose quartz, yes. Yeah. Rose quartz, to wear one. They
0: actually work really well for me. So Mm -hmm. whenever I do my meditation now, I i i brought them because i was hoping maybe we could do a meditation oh, i even I have a special chair that i'm using that i usually using don't use this shooting? chair but this one yes is one where i can sit in it and cross my legs oh, a little do bit that. but we ran yeah. out of time darn it
1: i know so, well, we'll have to do it on my yeah. segment then on my okay. uh two, two. yeah that's good so no i had fun we'll have to continue that
0: yeah yeah it great so mm-hmm. so do you ever call yourself maria
1: yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah. Somebody asked me that too. Is it Maria? Or like when Maria. I'm on Latino Lands, I'm Maria. Definitely Maria. Maria. <laughs> yeah, Maria. Yeah, Maria. But sometimes I'm Maz, depending oh, Maz, on my okay. uh, my so it's my nickname in Australian. The Australians call me Maz.
0: Australia. We didn't even <laughs> yeah. get into that.
1: No, no, it's my friend okay. who does all my videos and stuff, who produces a lot of the stuff. Okay. He's, uh, he's one that does Australia's Most Haunted, and, and he, you know, he's, he does all this stuff, uh, cinematographer and all this. Anyway, great. he calls him Maz. Hey, mass. So I'm like, sometimes just me.
0: <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and, all right. So we got we to gotta wrap yeah. it up. Sounds good. So I don't know what, I mean, usually I say live long and prosper, but like, um, so in Hinduism, there's like namaskar, or namaste but like in zen what would you say how would you like honor somebody what, would, what would be say, a good
1: bye <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just or, say bye
0: no or uh, hi or hi hi
1: yeah i mean you still kind of do that you know okay
0: the, um, we yeah. can do that so let's let's do it So. Mm-hmm. Fantastic creations emerging spontaneously from the space of life. For the benefit of all beings everywhere.
2: We gotta change.